Cork in the ocean over his head. Patera sets sail for home. And the Eagle! Leo Barry, you start! Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Have we ever spent two hours at the MCG like this before? Is that the grand final? Sydney Apprentice! The best team of the modern era of the last 50 years produces its masterpiece. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. Shaved from the boundary. Needs to be in perfect years. He's got the most impossible goal. Hello everyone. Welcome to episode number... Five, and we're still alive. It's We Talk Footy. My name is Joel, and I'm joined once again by the man of the hour. It's Jay. Jay, how are you going? Doing well. Doing well. Coming up to the uh, so you know, a bit more time to focus on other things that are more important. How about you? How are you going? Well, I'm okay, but I think we're still losing you a bit on some of the things you're saying dropping off there a bit of audio but uh we'll keep plugging through we'll see how we go okay it should be better discord's deciding to change settings on me so yes we'll blame the technology uh, now yep we were going to be joined for the third consecutive week by cameron to talk football once again but he's he's pulled a sickie on us hasn't he yeah a bit like frio's you know season they kind of start strong and then disappear <laughs> yeah you might as well give up after a few games you know it's going nowhere right well yeah you know it's uh th- that's their motto isn't it i mean it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah they should yeah, sell no. that unfortunately he's sick <laughs> we know yeah. we're going <laughs> we nowhere <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, finish week jade have you listened to last week's podcast how do you think we went I think we did all right. I listened to part of it. I think there was a little bit of distraction. Um, I know a lot of people rate that grand final, and I, I understand why, but I also kind of found it a bit, I don't want to say boring, but it just kind of felt like Hawthorne switched off in the last quarter yeah. and they just did enough to shut down Geelong. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I've always felt the grand fi- that grand final in particular overrated. Um I think it gets talked up in folklore because of the brutality, the ablet goals, the close finish. Uh, I know a lot of the grand finals through the 80s and into the 90s uh, weren't close at the end. So that one, you know, st- sticks out a bit more, I guess, in terms of the result. But uh, it's, a, it's not a close game for the most part. And that's kind of not very exciting. But yeah, people like it. Oh, well, good on them. Um Anything you want to touch on for last week, or shall we move on to what we're talking about this week? You're probably going to have less talk about <laughs> him touching himself, which is a good start. Yeah, that's a good start. And yeah, you less. were you were referring to Cameron. You just cut out a little bit there, but uh, we all yeah, knew. sorry, we all, we all knew. We all knew it was Cameron. Yeah, he's the he's the go-to guy with touching himself over Ablett Senior. So yeah, well. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We're not going to talk about a grand final now. We had planned on talking about the 1998 grand final between Adelaide and North Melbourne, but we've pulled an audio audible 
should get the word correct there, shouldn't I? Uh, I approached you minutes, well, not really minutes, probably a couple of hours before we started this podcast to suggest we do it a bit differently. And what are we going to look at, Jay? Well, we're going to go with snippets from the last quarters of the 92, <laughs> 94, 2006 and 2018 Grand Final. No, we're going to go with the 1997 uh, prelim between the Crows and the Dog. Excuse few things up your sleeve i've done no research on it i do kind of remember it but yeah. not as strong as you know you do yeah we'll, we'll give a bit of reasoning as to what why we're doing this uh, and it was more so my idea to push it so i've hijacked your choice for this week and and turned it into something slightly different i do apologize jay but uh that's oh, okay i yeah. think you know the, if you the plan me. for if we do one on monday we uh <laughs> You know, we'll have Cameron sit down with us if he's feeling better and we've got a nice nice grand final for him to watch, so... Yeah, okay. Um, so, I basically thought that the uh, 98 grand final was the third of of the trilogy of Adelaide performances over this period and uh, we're kind of doing it a bit backwards, so why not start with, you know, where it kind of all began... Uh, it's a classic preliminary final, so our first game that we're covering that's not a grand final, uh, and a very interesting season, 1997, very even, uh, some teams up the top of the ladder that um, not your traditional powerhouses, and uh, Saints finished on top, uh, Geelong finished second, obviously they'd been in a few grand finals since previous years, and the Bulldogs finished third, Adelaide rounded out the top they come into this game having played, uh, I think it was the Eagles in week one and Geelong yep. in week two, both at Football Park in Adelaide and knock them both off. Whereas the Bulldogs, they come in uh, having a week's rest. They won their first final against Sydney, I believe it was. Yeah, it was. And they benefited from the final system at the time because they finished third, but Geelong, who finished second, lost their first final to the reigning premiers, North Melbourne, who had finished seventh. So the Bulldogs basically were one of the two highest winning teams in week one of the finals, and back then that earned you a preliminary final straight up. So they're coming up a week of rest. Adelaide have played a couple of games and they're going to slug it out at the MCG for the right to take on St Kilda in the grand final. St Kilda, I think, played the night before on the Friday night and knocked off North Melbourne to make the grand final. And I remember coming into this one, Bulldogs big favourites. Um, they were under Terry Wallace at the time, who was it was really his first full season of coaching, and they make the fight the grand final, and you've got St Kilda and the Bulldogs, two clubs that probably the most success starved of all the I guess VFL clubs, if you want to call them that, both having only won one premiership up until this point, uh, and then you've got the Adelaide Crows, who this is just the second time they've participated in the final series, their first final series was four seasons prior in their third season 1993 and they got knocked out in what was actually quite a, a devastating preliminary final loss to Essendon so 
some interesting backstories. This is uh, Malcolm Blight's first year as Adelaide coach after a number of years with Geelong, a number of losing grand finals, and then a couple of years in the media. Uh, any memories from 1997, Jay? I know you were just a, a young fella at the time. No, it's all West Coast stuff because that's all my nan ever watched. So <laughs> it was kind of remembering that we were still competitive, but not it, like, starting to taper off from our highlight years. Yeah, there was a bit of a changing of the guard at, at the Eagles at the time. We still had our, our core stars, you know. You had you know, John Walsfold was still captain, Guy McKenna there, uh, Peter Matera, Glenn Jakovic. Um, I'm not sure if this was the season Glenn Jakovic did his knee or not. I can't remember, but he missed a fair chunk around this period. Um, but they also had the sort of young guns who would take the team through into the next decade, a little wily fellow named Ben Cousins was in his second season. Yep. Um, I think Michael Gardner was in his first season. Uh, and we also had one of my favorite players of all time, little Phil Natira. He is a little pocket dynamo that we actually somehow got out of Fremantle. He was, from memory, he was... Uh, <laughs> Basically, they had the rights to pick him up, and we got him somehow. I can't remember the how-tos and whys, but yeah, it was... We're know. missing Cameron for that part. Yeah, I know. I should probably pocket that a little bit of nugget of info, do a bit of research, and we can slam him with it at a later date. But anyway, enough about the Eagles. Uh, obviously, they're out of the finals race at this time, having lost to Adelaide in the first yep. week, and then North in week two so we managed to get a nice tidy two finals and two losses from 1997 after finishing fifth and you can't do that these days you know if you finish fifth and lose i think you're pretty much done yeah well you would be so you'd have to get the first win like we did for 2020. back in the 90s it was a very interesting final eight system where it was all done on where you finished on the ladder and are you the highest-ranked loser or lowest-ranked loser or winner or whatever? And that, you know, determines your fate for week two and get to lose twice in the, after finishing fifth. Yeah. That's great. Well, the reason we finished fifth was because Adelaide's high, had the highest percentage of any team in that season, so... Yeah, so let's uh, let's get rolling on this game, I guess, and, and see where it takes us. Uh I'm pretty excited because I didn't really have to do too much research on this. Uh, this this uh, era of football is kind of my bag, so I'm, I'm relying on memory for the most part. But I was watching some Darren Jarman highlights, so if you think uh, Cameron gets excited about Gary Ablett, uh, I can tell you I probably get more excited about Darren Jarman. He was quite a magician uh, with the football. Uh, Just put a pillow on it, please. <laughs> but, uh, All right. He started with Hawthorne and then moved to Adelaide. Uh, I can't remember exactly when. I think it was before the 97 season, but I could be wrong there. But anyway, let's check it out. Um, you ready to roll, Jay, and we'll get this baby going? Before we do now, is this mm-hmm. footage available or does it have to be found by DVD? Um, it's probably only available on DVD, I would say. Um, if we can get it up on our YouTube channel, watch along with us. If we can't, oh well. Shit out of luck. Um, I believe the version we're watching is a footy flashbacks one from the TV that uh, we've got in our immaculate archive. 
But uh, I think for anyone, any Adelaide Crows fans at least, there's probably like a victory pack DVD that includes this. Uh, so I don't think it's impossible to get. Fairly replayed final, so if you look hard enough, you can probably find it. Just, you know, order. Hey? I said any locker of a Crows supporter will have it, so... <laughs> All right, let's get going, eh? You ready to roll, Jay? Yep, let's right, do it. Cool. All right, so let's get going in three, two, one. The knockout final. Who is going to join St Kilda? Scotty Wine, Sean Rand. Sandy Roberts doing the commentary. And this is probably around the time where Sandy Roberts was becoming a parody of himself, I think. Yeah. I remember in the... Uh, he was quite a good commentator in the sort of early-ish 90s. Uh, he did the 92 grand final with Dennis Cometti. They were the two callers. And he's got quite a distinctive, serious voice. But uh, I remember through the late 90s, he kind of got caught up in the whole Channel 7 sideshow stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I remember they had... Dennis uh, Cometti. Go ahead, Jay. I was just going to say, I think Dennis Cometti probably was one of my preferred commentators. Just enthusiasm. <laughs> There's a little dipshit in Jose Romero. Him and Tony Libertore were the little, little annoying fellas on this team. There's Libertore now. watching marks like that but I love watching them like that where it's like just eyes on the ball not paying attention about yeah. anything else just how you kind of put yourself at that yeah. vulnerability yeah, there's Peter Caven oh, he's he gone took down. That mark. Peter Caven probably most famous for being cleaned up by Tony Lockett several years before this when he uh, played for Sydney and Lockett played for St Kilda and then I think they became teammates soon after that Brad Johnson. Do you remember Brad Johnson, Jay? Nah, not... No? <laughs> no. Nah, a lot of the memories really just falls down to, you know, West Coast. Like, that's what the household predominantly was until Frio come along and my granddad supported yeah. them. There's the other... Oh, I just thought you might remember Brad Johnson because he was probably earlier-ish in his career. So he was a stalwart through the next decade or so. Hiring like the, the actual field has a better now, and when the goalposts were shorter and they had to use their eyes more. <laughs> oh, I like the, uh, the longer goalposts. Sometimes you get those uh, goals that are kicked and you go, "Come on, that went right over the top of the post." Yeah, oh, that's what I mean. Like obviously, through here until the goalpost in size, like there was a huge difference. And so, I feel like people did win goals when they really shouldn't have, but... The other thing, too, is how green the fields are now compared to, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely look a lot more well-kept well these days. But, uh, I mean, even if you compare this yeah. to... 
uh, the game we watched last week where uh, famously the MCG in 89 was just a mud heap all year because they had such, a wet, such wet weather. They've definitely refined um, all the ground curating techniques over the last couple of decades. Obviously, you know, MCG gets used for cricket during the summer, so they you know, pitches in the middle and stuff like that that they have to move in. Yeah, I guess, you know, they just don't have Optus down pat yet, do they? So... No. Yeah, a few more years yet for that, just to soften up and not fucking ruin people's seasons at random. Few more years of taking people's ankles and calf muscles and knees out. Mm, that was a good mark. That might have been. What was that? Thirty-two. Pretty good defence by Adelaide. Quite a solid back line to keep yeah. off of that pressure. Yeah. Well, I think we're seeing this is a lot of people look at. I know everyone looks with rose-coloured glasses at, you know, their favourite eras, but I think 1990s football, people still look very fondly on because it was in between, you know, the modern uh, tactical chess games that uh, coaches play these days. Uh, and also you know, prior to the 90s where, you know, it was just a bit more everyone keeps their position and just kick it to the next contest sort of stuff so this is kind of the transition into professional football this era yeah, I don't know what he was doing apart from just trying to punch him in the back of the head <laughs> well, you know. it was like oh I'll just grab him behind the back of the head to take the ball out of your hands after you've marked it yeah he's given up on the mark so trying to do a bit of damage Try and put him off. Yeah, concussion, so he can't play properly. <laughs> Is he kicking from about 54, 53 meters? Yeah, it's a solid kick. Yeah, James Cook. So. Obviously, quite a famous name in Australian history. But uh, from memory, he may have started at Carlton. Yep. Sometimes I wonder why you remember so much of teams that you don't support. Well, this was kind of my era, dude. So I was yeah. into everything football. I love how the graphic says West Bulldogs. Oh yeah, they don't... <laughs> it's just too long to fit. It's like when they have uh, Collingwood and they have to put the little apostrophe in the middle so it says Colwood. There's a small period, like the early 2000s, when I kind of supported the Western Bulldogs when they played. Right, Jay, because we're, we're no I felt fans. like they were always the best favourite BFL team. I've always found the Western Bulldogs irritating. 
Yeah, but a lot of people say that about West Coast as well, so... <laughs> There's no win-win for us. I think it might, it just must be part of the name, you know, when you've got West in the name, you're just immediately deemed to be bad. Well, this is actually their first year, I think, as the Western Bulldogs, so prior to this they were Footscray. So they rebranded themselves to appeal to sort of the broader Western suburbs of Melbourne. Also remember... It's kind of like a, a sniff of, well, Western, does that mean they're going to be relocated somewhere? Like maybe Western Sydney or what? So, obviously didn't happen, but the same thing happened with uh, North Melbourne when they sort of rebranded themselves to just be the Kangaroos. Moved another team to yeah. South Wales in this era, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, well, I think they had to get uh, the first team right, didn't they? So that was still, yeah. still almost well, just under a decade away from really getting done properly, but they're on their way at this point, the Sydney Swans. They're in the previous year's grand final, 96. And made the finals in this season, I think. Yeah, well, first round elimination, but... Mm. Love watching these earlier finals just to watch the amount of paper and balloons that just travel across the pitch. <laughs> One cares. Yeah. Yeah, people didn't, like, give, people didn't give a shit about littering back then. The players didn't care either now, you know, you think if something went on the field now, like a moth goes on the field, people are waiting to get it off. There's, I mean, obviously with a pigeon it's understandable, but the amount of times players are trying to get things off, that was a hard crunch. You can see the difference within Adelaide with the tackling to the dogs. I know what the score is for the, the tackle counts at the end of it, but you see that they just want the ball so much more than the dogs do. Yeah. Fourth umpire, John Rosso. It's Drew Morfitt doing the commentary as well. The late Drew Morfitt. That person is not even... We're going to of Australian broadcasting. Uh, he passed away fairly recently. That's a sad loss for footy. Yeah, well, he was mainly... I think after Channel 7 lose the rights to, to, in the early 2000s, we don't see him again on TV broadcasts, and you just hear him on radio after that. Really wished... FL had not sold out to Fox Footy the way they did. Yeah. For any particular reasons, Joe? Uh, Murdoch's a twat. <laughs> get that they want us to pay for it, but at the same time, it kind of... It sort of changes how you can... 
sometimes there's times where all you want to do is just watch footy. You don't really care who's playing. Yeah. So. Delivery from not there. I'm not entirely sure on their forward structure. I think they got Robin, Robin seven at centre half forward. Robin at centre half forward, and they've got uh, Modra, Tony Modra at full forward. And from memory, Tony Modra not in the best form in this period. He was sort of the glamour boy a few years back in 1993, in particular. Uh, kind of like a alpha forward of that that era, Peter Sumich, who sort of just went missing. Might be a confidence thing, or I don't know what it is, but after a few good seasons, he kind of had some struggles after that. Is Matt Connell? He was a former Eagle who went to Adelaide Pros. He have a premiership prior to this, or nah, nah, he he wasn't really on the radar for many games at the Eagles. Uh, and he was in that era where we, you know, we had a lot of similar types, uh, particularly the midfield. So that was his position. So he was kind of superfluous. So. We lost a lot of those guys. Uh, Matt Connell, Dean Laidley went to North Melbourne, Matt Clappay went to Carlton, and all of them got premierships at their, their new clubs. Clubs, yeah. So we were very generous in that regard. I just want to point out that you can see the technology is advanced because we now have scores permanently on the screen. Yeah. And this might be 1997 in general, the first time we see this. I'd have to check a 1996 game, but obviously there's no, like, it's just the text of the teams and the score in the corner. Yeah. It's not like a fancy box or anything. Uh, I still haven't got the time up, though, have I? I'll switch to the Bollocks uh, watch, is it? <laughs> Wait for the countdown. Bickley kicking it forward. Pro's captain. Jamison. Oh, there's Modra. That's a good mark. Well, it's going to be interesting when you think this is such a simple kick now for a forward. It's a bit <laughs> different then. Yeah, it definitely was. The banana? What's he going to do? Yeah, banana. Oh, that was a bit... This is everything. Was that a banana or has he just kicked it? No, I think he tried to banana. He just he didn't hit it in the right spot, so... Just goes flying where you don't want it to go. Look at those compression shorts. They're long. 
Do you reckon the kick out, like, now with footy is as important as it was sort of back then? Because, okay, I mean, now you're kicking more and more to a contested pack. Yeah. Um, uh, I think back then, it's still just kind of similar to now. You're kicking it usually to a contest anyway. But, uh, yeah. I think nowadays it's a lot more important when teams focus on locking the ball in. Unless they deliberately set up not to sort of attack straight away, but to just keep that ball in there even if you get the keep the possession, you know? Yeah. Just want to quickly touch on that was some really quick play on the outside wing, wasn't it? Yeah. There we go. Oh, ad break. That's good. This might get us through it a bit quicker. <laughs> yeah, that was good transition. And this is what's good about this era. You get a lot of this free-flowing football. It feels, it feels like you still get that in the modern era of footy. It's just mm. that the play, not just from your back six, now from your, like your midfield with those sixes is better like it feels like everyone's like the flow is still there it just doesn't happen as often yeah scoring shot that yeah and this is just kind of an era of this kind of football where it's just bouncing back and forth and you get some really amazing games as a result yeah plus some high scoring games you know yeah. seeing Games scored over 120, 130 points, which hmm. you'd be lucky to see that in this day and age. It's rare for him to get over 100. So, do that. What? Mark. So, good signs for Adelaide with Modra early. Taking a couple of marks, good marks. I mean, yeah. Wise, it wasn't so great, but some thick padding on his knee there. Trying to quickly open up the scores here just to see what's going on. So I just heard the commentary just. Just a remark that Modra is on 84 goals for this season, so he's obviously had a good season. So that shows you what I knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really their focal point in the way they've set up, so... It's interesting the way this game goes. We'll see what happens. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but... Well, I mean, yeah, the, the score point here is the interesting one for the Crows this first quarter, so mm, what have we got left? About five minutes, five minutes there you go. Yeah. Five minutes plus stoppages, so... It's gone quick, hasn't it? Because I guess we had a couple of ad breaks <laughs> chopped out, but, but still, there's the fast play back and forth. It's not dragging on. Yeah. It's Leon Cameron kicking out. 
current uh, GWS coach. There he is again. Yep. He's probably got one one record that he never wants to remember, and that's the 2019 Grand Final. <laughs> Actually, don't think he did anything wrong. I just think the team just didn't turn up. Didn't matter what he did at that point. They just no. didn't do what they needed to do on field. So. Yeah, no, that was that was the gimme. That's what I was lamenting about last week when I mentioned it. Why does Richmond get the free crack? GWS in their first grand final. Yeah. Time. He had time. What's this one? That's a defender. Peter Cavan. Ooh, and Modra is down. Doesn't matter what, like this. This is the thing, and when everyone's just like, "Oh, but it's a defender," it's like, "Yeah, but defenders have probably got one of the most accurate kicks in the game because they've got a kick to their player in a contested mark every time." Yeah, no, but it's harder to kick a goal. <laughs> yeah, two big posts versus one guy versus three three players from the opposite team. It's all mental, Jay. You've got no. nothing. You've got nothing to aim at, as opposed to something. It's hard fall too. Well, you know, obviously with actual football, soccer, a lot of the time successful coaches don't have to have played the sport. They can just understand it. Yeah. Basketball as well. Mm. AFL different where even American football as well. But, but, you know, AFL, a lot, I think every coach has played. They've played footy at some point in their career. Yeah, um, there's only been a few coaches here and there that haven't played at the highest level, but most of them would have played in the lower league. But I guess that's just the just the culture of the game. It encourages it. So Modra going off. Yeah, he's, this is actually season-ending knee injury for him. He won't. Yeah, so he misses out on the, this grand final. Yeah, well, this game, Jay, we don't know how it's going to play out. We do, because, you know, it's... Because <laughs> that happened 23 years ago. Is he, though, in the, the following year? Does he make that grand final or not? Uh, no. I think that's why he ended up leaving the Crows and going to Fremantle the year after. Ooh. You can see it was just the way it sort of buckled when he landed. They really need that many guys holding the stretcher. Yes. It cost final injury for Christ's sake. Well, we know a lot of those guys are going to run out of breath soon. You see the shape of them? <laughs> the, the more, the merrier. Uh, I mean, aside from apparently being goalless, yeah. losing one of their key forwards, and it yeah. would put, put the dogs more in favour of actually winning this. Yeah, this is like nightmare scenario, isn't it? You 
six shots for six misses and your full forward goes down after he's, he was looking promising early as well so taking just tested think, marks as well pretty strongly just thinking as a Crows fan you know god is this game shot already going for the free then you could see him go he gave up on the mark once he realized he overshot it mm. just trying to do the uh, good old swan dive mark the delivery of the forward line isn't, isn't that good is it no but I actually think this game is fans and others out there will shoot me for this but I think this so far is more exciting than well it is more exciting than the 89 because it's not looking like a blowout you yeah. know well not yet so Adelaide don't pull their finger out it might seem like a blowout but I, don't, I don't really think it's going to be so much pointing their finger out you can see both sides going hammer and tongs at the moment I mean, it's not a supply issue for Adelaide. They're definitely getting the supply over what the dogs are. The dogs just more accurate with their shots. Yeah. And from less chances as well. They've had what, maybe four shots. With the two goals, one, one out of the full. You think if you went... Simon Goodwin on the screen, current Melbourne coach. I love pointing shit like that out. <laughs> oh, that guy's lost his hands and arse out. Uh, it was a little too wide. It was pretty blinding then, to be honest. I <laughs> <laughs> to wonder, was he actually wearing jocks? Did they come down with the shorts? Is he freeballing it? Like, their little... Is he freeballing it yeah. like Paul Hazelby does? got their little things that are lucky charms for them so it's <laughs> having the, them free you see the Adelaide Ruckman Sean Wren with the big uh, that big black knee brace he actually had I think maybe even a couple of serious knee injuries through the mid 90s committed like that that brace to be able to play the way he's playing there's Chad Russell who goes on to play for the Eagles just want to quickly point out before, got the drink driving ad there. It's like, drink, drive, drink, bloody idiot, or something. But might have been the other way around. Yeah. What happened to that message there? Now we got all this bullshit. It's like all you got to do is call someone a bloody idiot, and it works. Well, you know that was sort of the blunt message of the time. Can't do that these days. God forbid we. Not all. God forbid we be blunt with someone's feeling. Ben Hart lining up for a shot. Thunder 50. Stuffs it. He's, yeah, curved it. We were a bit too close to the man on the mark as well, so we really just had to hoik it over. Yeah, you would, you'd think being 0-7, like, it, you think, oh, season's done, let's 
support a different team when the grand final <laughs> rolls around. Yeah, decide who you're gonna go for out of the Bulldogs and the Saints. But I mean, they're only, it could have been the opposite. they're only six points down, so not game over stuff, but you'd be like, bloody hell, just kick a goal. Yeah, it's... Just, well, look, the Bulldogs aren't a, a side full of superstars. They're just a honest battler sort of team. It's sort of, you know, just playing to their peak potential. That's the teams that normally win it, aren't they? Well, yeah, you usually think the champion team overcomes the team of champions. But uh, you still need some top flight players as part of that team who are team players, you know. Yeah. The, the Bulldogs, I know they had some pretty decent players. Chris Grant was probably uh, the biggest name at the time who uh, he actually uh, missed out on the Brownlow medal this year, 97. He got the most votes, but uh, Robert Harvey uh, won it because Chris Grant had a suspension during the season. There's oh. Luke Darcy who's currently on Channel 7 doing one of their lead commentators. Well, not the lead ones, but is he on Channel 7? I know. I think so. Right? Yeah. And, to be um, honest, I don't take a lot of attention at the commentators this day. Oh, that was a horrible kick. Yeah. I was on the wrong side of the boot. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. He cut away. Oh, camera. <laughs> Whoever's in the control booth cuts away at the wrong time. It was just like. <laughs> oh, man. He's in the cloud. Probably the most famous name that Fremantle gave away through their early recruitment period. Uh, there's a, quite a famous story of him coming to the club for an interview as we hit quarter time but uh, Andrew McLeod uh, had a meeting with Jared Neesham the Fremantle coach and you get like different stories there it is <laughs> hey that's the uh, that's the other Keating Remember we talk about Clark Keating with Brisbane I think that's Aaron Keating oh there you go um, Glad you knew that. Yeah, but um, yeah, McLeod meeting with Jared Neesham and you know McLeod will say uh, that Jared Neesham, you know, sort of just put him off, and Jared Neesham will say, well, McLeod came in and didn't give, a, didn't make a good impression. But anyway, yeah, just one of those things that you can hang shit on Fremantle supporters for losing out on Andrew McLeod. This is what's happened. Now Cameron's gone. It's just turning into Bash Frio channel again. <laughs> well, they did also, get a, like, they, did, they did get a very handy key position player when they traded McLeod to Adelaide. And one Chris Groom. Jay's like, who the fuck is Chris Groom? Yeah. This is like sort of touching on. I know you and I were talking about. It, I think the other day um, with sort of the two thousand like nineties and 
early two thousands, sort of like to that two thousand and six point. Um, that the footy really felt like a national competition because it wasn't all of the VFL teams being the dominant force. It was, you know, obviously Sydney, WA, and South Australia were at Brisbane were you know sort of there to dominate. Just another behind there for Adelaide. They're now up to eight. Got a few more to go, unfortunately, but. So that's the biggest thing I remember of the 90s and getting the footy in the early 2000s was it, it didn't feel like a, a VFL. It felt like a national comp because... Oh, yeah. was not, well, that's where they, they were putting a lot of effort into making it a national comp. Yeah. Now, obviously, Eagles have success. Adelaide gets some success. Brisbane gets success. And then through the middle 2000s, you get Sydney, Eagles again, Port Adelaide as well. And then they had, they, then they were all panicking that, whoa, whoa, what, we need, what, Victorian sides aren't winning enough. 2001, 2006, teams, you know, you're talking Brisbane, Port Adelaide, West Coast, so. Yep. They finally get their first goal. And scores level. What happens when you keep kicking points? <laughs> so that's an interesting scoreline there, two-two to one-eight. But still not. It's not doom and gloom for Adelaide, even if they've lost Modra because they've just leveled it up. But yeah, going back to you know the the worm turning and definitely has become more Victorian centric and. I think it's kind of happened to a degree subconsciously, but I think yeah. overtly um, the Victorian public have really reveled in it, you know, because it's kind of a resurgence of the you know good old VFL traditions, and you know we've got. You know, Essendon, Collingwood, getting Anzac Day all the time. You got uh, Richmond, Carlton always opening the season. You know, any arguments to to move the MCG, to move the grand final away from the MCG? No, no, you can't do that. It's tradition. It's tradition. It's the history of football and etc. So. So I think all the, the success that we saw from non-Victorian clubs through the 90s um, and through the 2000s, uh, at least for the first you know, six years or so, uh, as soon as they got a little bit of Victorian flavour back, they realised how much they, how good it tasted to them. So they get quite, yeah. they get quite rabid in uh, defending that. Reckon he kicks it? Oh, yeah, he's a good player. And he's pretty close. There we go. It is out, so... You know, I can sort of see where, you know, the Vic... You know, Joe Victoria 
would be coming from. That might be him right there. Um, in, you know, enjoying the, you know, big rivalries of Collingwood, Richmond, uh, Geelong, Hawthorne, all those types of clashes, and you get some really good games, and, you know, you get jam-packed uh, MCG, uh, you know, close to 100,000 just for home and away games for some of these games. So you can see the you can see the appeal, and you can, but I think they lose all sense of logic in defending that, you know. And if you go on any discussion forum or social media and try and, well, that's a good goal, Chad Rintoul, future West Coast Eagle. Yeah. Um, if you go on any discussion forum or whatever, and, and try and make a point to say, well, you know, come on non-Victorian clubs get a raw deal to a certain degree you know you'll be labelled a whinger you know you're not allowed to discuss this sort of shit because you know oh you guys get you know 11 home games and we only get like a handful and all the rest of ours are neutral you get all those sorts of stupid arguments the easiest way to solve this is no one plays at the G until the grand final I've, I've actually thought of that. That's popped into my brain, and I like your, the way you're thinking. You know, make it a special ground, um, and it even doesn't have to doesn't have to be you know just hold it for the grand final. But you know, why not spread it around so every team gets a, the same amount of games at the MCG through the year, rather than you know you've got a bunch of clubs who have it as a home ground. They also get it, you know, whenever they play any other MCG clubs and end up, you know, playing there for three quarters of the season. And then you get farcical situations where you get a team like Richmond getting like seven straight MCG games to finish a season. Yeah, and orders I know in the recent season can't really say when they're having to play away at Marvel it counts as playing away like unless you're traveling and even to me traveling to Sydney still isn't traveling when you're talking a 45 50 minute flight so yeah well traveling for Victorian clubs if they go to Queensland or they go to WA that's really the big trips for them really well South Australia even still is what three and a half four hours no I don't think it's that long Adelaide is really, never been. I think it's a lot. It's quite close to the Victorian border, in terms of where it's located. So yeah. I don't think it's a big flight. At the moment, just touching on the game, this dogs look like they've just lost someone with potentially a break in the arm, yeah, shoulder. Was, yeah, I think it was Jose Romero. Think. Obviously, Jose. The mentality at the moment. Jose's the brother of Jose B. <laughs> oh, that's a dead joke. Jamison with another goal. So who's? Yeah, it's a good. It's Rod Jamison, who's their traditional fullback. I think he started as a forward for the Crows, but uh, through the nineties, he's mainly been their their number one uh, fullback choice. And he's got the first two goals as the uh, Modra replacement. 
Check the flight distance from uh, Melbourne to Adelaide then, and I reckon it's about an hour and 20 minutes, so yeah. that's not really travelling. No. It's like, and a bum brief for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's not far. That's why I always laugh at, uh, you know, when people say uh, the Eagles should play twice in Adelaide because it's... Uh, it's the you know closest trip for them. It's not that much closer than Melbourne. We do have a good record in Adelaide, at least. A great record. Port Adelaide know how good our record is there, so they're doing. They get. They must miss us this year. Uh, another shoulder injury for the dogs. Uh, it looks alright. Tony Liberatore trying to chase down this ball. He's such a little man. Little man syndrome. See, it, man, the, the, the physical... The physical knocks you take to get up every week, some days on a, sometimes on a six-day turnaround, including travel, Yeah than what most sports in the world do. I think, oh. you, I think you just chopped out completely there, Jay. We missed what your point was. I was just... Yeah, I've, I've touched on it before. I'll have to... I don't know what the, what's going on with mic settings today. Everything's just kind of gone out of whack for no reason, so... That's good now. Yeah. As I said uh, before we started, I think it's just when you're taking the pauses... Uh, to gather your thoughts, it's, something's chopping out. Possibly. I mean, that point was me trying to have a quick drink while you were talking, <laughs> and you, you finished what you were going to do, so... Finished too early. It's like I've got two seconds here while Joel talks. Oh, nope, he stopped. <laughs> Whoa, and a good mark. Oh, the defender is just trying to... That's just out of Positioning, protect, protecting the the drop zone, and then take an easy mark, really, after you yeah. give the defender but, no chance. We've protected that space. And the defender lost sight, but no eyes on the ball, so he didn't really know where it was going. So it looks like he's going drop punt. That's a, no, no, there, no, we, there go. we go. Let's call he out one of Josh Kennedy's missed. special. No, he got it. Oh. He didn't look very excited. I think that kick there to me is a Josh Kennedy special from, you know, West Coast. He yeah. does them eating breakfast, so... They're actually in the uh, new AFL Evolution 2 PlayStation game. Well, it's on other systems now as well. You can do a snapshot. Because uh, you can pick the type of kick you do when you're shooting for goal, so you can you know, drop punt. I love doing torpedoes, mainly because it's so easy to do, and they go straight, and they look awesome when, don't you, when you bomb them. But uh, snapshots, one of the kicks, they're so hard to do, and there's no rhyme or reason to how you angle your player. Well, can you in the game? Can you actually try and? A successful smother on the snap kick, or not? 
Uh, well, not when they're not when they're going back on the, for a set shot, but then they're behind the mark. You can't. So no option there if they play on. But it doesn't really count as a play on in terms of the game mechanic. It's if you're taking a snap uh, snap from the set shot, um, it counts as you know not play on. So it's only when you play on that anyone can really run in and do anything. So what what you're saying is in the game every player has a Buddy Franklin arc of about five meters. <laughs> Maybe, maybe just for the set shot stuff. Candy, but bad kick. Was that not a mark? <laughs> oh, there you go. Runs in. It's Paul Hudson, who's the son of Hawthorne legend Peter Hudson. Paul Hudson started at Hawthorne and then moved to the Bulldogs. And I believe he was one of the wankers that wouldn't sign autographs when I went to Hawthorne training in 1996. Just thought he was too good for it. Yeah, he thought, fuck this, it's too cold. Fuck this kid. Although I wasn't much of a kid, I think I was, how old was I? 17. He's probably no, I was a big grin on your face. I think I was begging him. I think I was bigger than him anyway. <laughs> Probably thought I was some creepy, creepy middle-aged man. He had a beard as well, and he's like, "What the fuck's this guy doing, hanging out around kids?" <laughs> Pretty much. That now for the. Oh. Shit, the dogs got quite a few to score now, don't they? Yeah, well, I think they go on a bit of a run soon. They, um, it's been quite a quite an even contest so far. They might get on top fairly soon. So yeah, I guess they make them pay for their inaccuracy early on, and even in this quarter, still their inaccuracy. So. So the old ads with Coke being able to, you know, sponsor sport. Now you wouldn't get that. Well, who is the sponsor for sports these days? I never even pay attention. I don't know. Oh, that was a quick jab. Holding the ball. Through the 90s, used to get like. Obviously, Coke was sponsoring the actual Premiership season with the big logo on the ground. But I remember, I think it was 93, where they actually started putting sponsorship on the football. And you can see it's still on there at the moment, the big, big McDonald's M on the football. Yeah, had a few of those growing up. <laughs> like the little, uh, you know, the little foam ones you used to get from... I, I think you used about, to do them. I thought you were talking about burgers. <laughs> yeah, no, talking about the footies, but... I remember growing up, McDonald's hotcakes actually being good, and they weren't tiny pieces of shit that they are now. Oh, yeah. Well, they're probably always horrible, Jay, but... 
because uh, our member taste buds have slowly died off. So everything tastes like amazing when it's not a vegetable when you're younger. My dad complains that they're shit now than they weren't that back then. Then they'll probably shit now than <laughs> they were good back then. So yeah, that's probably true. Probably put, not putting enough sugar in them. Just probably lard more than anything. James Cook already with three goals. Looks like he's set for a big day. Look at that, you go. Why are they playing in a car park? <laughs> it looked like it looked like a road, didn't it? Did. A quick thinking there by defence. Yep. Spread the field a bit. It's an interesting ball bounce by Matt Connell. He sort of just like lets it go to bounce it. Always envious of those guys. You know those guys you just pound it straight down? Yeah. And it bounces straight back to them? Like, oh. I still, I kind of remember a lot of like the running in the early 90s with the bouncing of the ball that some would just try and avoid bouncing it because it was as predictable. Hmm. How was that 50? I don't know. Because so he took the mark and then... Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Just tried to hip and shoulder him in the back. That works. <laughs> Always liked uh, when Guy McKenna used to get the ball because a lot of the times he wouldn't bounce it. He'd sort of just like lean down and touch it. And he had that, that hunchback going, so he was already, yeah. he was already halfway to the ground already. I reckon we should uh, we should do the the 2018 prelim between West Coast and Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Just make Cameron sit through and watch that. Oh Man, the dog's all over it. They did not. Mistake, really. Like, I mean, mistakes happen, but in the terms of footy. Yeah, this is a really interesting game because, you know, there's so few sort of key position players in, on both these teams. They're, they're like teams full of midfielders. They're like, even with, like the few key positions players they have a lot of them are you know, quite swift of foot obviously Matthew Robren who was leading out for Adelaide wasn't back there the shit kick that, I don't know what he was doing with that one he it's like oh. I'm watching people use the hand I feel like in modern footy it's not used anywhere near as much as it used to be Jarman with a good goal. First, we really Adelaide's... seen Darren Jarman in this game. So. Yeah. Used to play for Hawthorne, then moved across to the Crows. And, uh, just... You know, you talk was about. Was he lucky enough? Sorry. Trip with him. Start after. Uh, he completely chopped out there, Jay. 
Uh, he won the Premiership with them. I think that's what you're asking. Yeah, he won uh, in 91 against us. So it was against us. Yep. He was part of their, their side that year. I think that might have been his first season in the AFL. He uh, he was a someone who stayed playing in the SANFL for quite a few years, uh, despite you know being put on to. I think he was on the Brisbane Bears list initially both him and his brother Andrew Jarman but neither of them wanted to go and play for them they, they just were quite happy staying in South Australia and then 91 came along and not exactly sure how they got to their new clubs but Darren went to Hawthorne and Andrew played for the Crows in their first season in 91 but uh, Andrew Jarman I think had retired by this point so they just picked up another Jarman. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of way through trying to work out on checking settings, but I feel like today it just dislikes me a lot. Oh well, we'll just uh, we'll just live with it. Just listen to your sexy voice go through, and you know. Well, it's only randomly where it happens for you. So. Probably usually when you've got a really good point to make. I think it really yeah. suffers, you the, suffers the most. Yeah, it's just you cutting me off at that point, you know, going, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't want to listen to him right now. <laughs> yeah, it's all my audio magic. That's what you don't want. You don't want Sean Wren trying to do a snapshot from the pocket from a loose ball. Never going to happen. He's been busy in this second quarter, Scotty West. He's already had 17 possessions, 13 kicks and four handballs. I'd like to know what, like, distance the midfielders were covering, like, through the eras. Like, you know, how many Ks were they doing? Because you think now you're seeing people doing 14 to 16 Ks is, like, the average. Oh, that would have been a good goal. Yeah, I think they cover more ground these days. But I mean, back then, yeah. they were probably doing a fair bit while trying trying to stay position relevant as well. So you go too crazy and see your fullback running up to kick a goal or anything. But like you do now, you'll actually see that. You know, they'll, they'll sort of make that up, and then you'll see a full forward be back in the defensive fifty to help yeah. out if it's needed. So. Well, that was definitely unheard of this, in uh, the 90s. You didn't see full forwards get anywhere near their defensive 50. I believe the 50. <laughs> Sometimes. But no. Stepping <laughs> out to 55, 60 metres to take a kick doesn't really count as leaving the 50, though, does it? Well, some of them had incentive not to. I remember Peter Sumich used to get paid like $100 a goal. So <laughs> he would always make sure... He was on the end of everyone's kick, so he could get the goals. Well, I mean, that's also why they kicked. The game was different, and while they could kick so many goals, it's kind of encouraged it, so... Hmm. I know the AFL tried to bring that back with the 6-6-6, and to encourage, I guess, the more one-on-one -on -one contests, but... Well, no, it was for them, because they just want more ads. Well, yeah. 
everything has a motive for them, and that's money. Which, at some point, it's going to hurt the sport, unfortunately. Which is when, you know... It's kind of hurting them now. Oh, really? They, they don't have revenue, so... All shit and bricks. Well, four clubs being able to survive without any revenue is not not a good outlook for the sport. No. But you think with all the uh, money they've been raking in over the years, they'd have a bit in the coffers for whenever the rainy day came. But a lot of these clubs run at yeah. a loss still. Well, the amount of staff that they have employed to, I guess, to keep up with what they're doing now and keep up with the sports science for the maximum performance from each player, so... Yeah, that comes down to having too many clubs, particularly in the one in geographical area. And, uh, it's not sustainable. The fucking solid unit, isn't he? Yeah, a little meatball, isn't Kick. I hate the Bulldogs' colours. I don't know what it is. I just don't, don't <laughs> like the... Not the colours of our Australian flag. That's what it is, but it's like, I just... It's just like the way that they always display it on the Guernseys. I just don't like it. This <laughs> is dull, is it? It's just that I don't like the dogs, but... <laughs> he said before that he did. Oh, drops a sitter. Like that's the nightmares defenders have, isn't it? When they drop a sitter like that and it costs like a goal or mm. winning goal. A winning goal in particular, yes. Quite a bit of scoring to come from the dogs, actually. So they're at my 13, we've got about less than 10 minutes to go in this quarter. There they go. Peace. Oh, is that Nathan Brown? This is the dude who's on the sports bet ads now. Oh no, not him. <laughs> we fast forward. Um. <laughs> Uh, so he started. Look how He started with the Bulldogs and moved to Richmond. And I don't know if you remember the the time he broke his leg playing for Richmond, and the bone was sticking out. It was really gruesome. Oh, I do remember that, but I didn't know it was him. Yeah, that was him. So he looks totally different to how he looks right there. <laughs> Man. Good play by Dogs in though. Yeah. Quick movement of the feet. Good kick. So now they're starting to get on top, so over three goals now. Well, really, it's. Keep going. 
I'm just going to say, really, it's, it's more so like Crow's not capitalizing on that pressure they had early and is having to drop a bit of the pressure because you, you can't maintain it all the time. Like, obviously, give a quarter somewhere, so. Yeah, well, obviously they had all those misses early on and Modra going down with the injury and they managed to fight back a bit, but now it's not looking good for them. Bulldog's able to get on top. At the size of his jaw. Yeah, I always thought like Chris Grant looked like uh, Roger Ramjet. Did you ever watch Roger yeah. Ramjet? Yeah. Yeah, actually. I think we missed what you said, Jay. He's cut out, did I? Yeah. Oh, I just said it's a bit uncanny, but yeah, yeah so... how when we do our sound test, everything was working, and then when we go into it, it all stops working. Um, Roger takes his proton pill. See, the 80s cartoons are funny, but the 90s... Not, you know, they got away with way too much for the mid 80s to the 90s. You mean like Ren and Stimpy or what? Ren and Stimpy, Pinky in the Brain. Yeah. Like, I just. There's, you know, a few too many where things things got away that really they shouldn't have. So, <laughs> oh man, that is a fast, that is a fast goal. Bang, goal, yep. They hurt. They doesn't matter if you're winning or losing. When, when a team gets that against you, it hurts, regardless of what the score is, so... Yeah. You're watching this game in 97, you're thinking, oh, Bulldogs are going to run over them now. No, it's only the first half, but... Yeah. I just don't think Adelaide could, could pick this back and stop the, the Bulldogs' momentum. Was the 0 and 7 just a bad start? Mm. Is that is that kind of going to be dictate the rest of the game? Jeez, that aggression! Thinking about this, like I've just recently watched the first two episodes of the um, the Last Dance. You know, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, and Scottie Pippen. But it's like when you're talking about last week's game with the '89 Grand Final and Ablett and just his commitment to win, like he refused to give up on it. It's kind of how was when they made the playoffs the first time in '86. I'm probably forgetting this wrong, but when he scored 61 or 63 points on his own. Like that commitment from a single player is... It, it might not win a game, but it's what defines a player. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but... Yeah, definitely... Uh, Michael Jordan. Definitely very driven dude. He had a very famous quote where... Um, I think a, a sports reporter said, There's no I in team. And he said, But there is in win. I think that summed him up. I mean, the thing with Jordan, though, is where Jordan was for most of it, 
Pippen was as well. It's like, hmm. Neil, he had the, his right hand man and Scotty Pippen, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take anything away from Jordan. It just elevated him to another level that people didn't think was possible with Pippen being there. And that was what, I guess, made them who they were. Is, is he taking basketball of all time and putting one of the best support players in, of all time next to him? And yeah. that's what drives it. Yeah, and I think most... We're not an NBA podcast, but I think most uh, basketball... Uh, is like that where if they've got a star player they still need a really good you know second tier sort of player not even second tier I think that's the wrong word but that uh, really good support player who who's not quite well, the superstar but he's he's just about there you know yeah but I mean you think like you look at the the Geelong Hawthorne game that we mm. did last week and Ablett was the superstar he was as some say he was created on the eighth day by God but when you compare the rest of the team was there but it just wasn't enough like they just weren't close enough to that level yeah it's just the set shot from James Cook right on half time and that was like a horrible kick that somehow curved back in you see how that yeah the way he kicked yeah. that, that was weird it's also a big kick to have coming into the second half, so... Yeah. Look at that, you... Bloody hell, you almost doubled the opponent's score. 31 points up. It wasn't long yeah. ago in this match where they were only about two goals up. So they've gone bang, 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 bang. Adelaide are like, what the fucks? Malcolm Blight's gone. I hate September. Look at this. They're walking off. They're standing ovations. Well, they think they've won it, so... Well, the crowd thinks they've won it. Well, it's definitely not my day, because my cue to run the second half just died. So, <laughs> I'll need you to count me in when we're on the second half. Okay, we're... In the second half now. <laughs> Alright, there we go. Whew, it's one of those days. It's a bit like the uh, 2010 Grand Final that we did. Oh, you don't think Cameron's our good luck charm, do you? Nah, I think uh, it's just... We spent a lot more time last week working out the audio issues than this week. This week we went to hell with it. Oh. Solid. Is your video track a little bit choppy or is it just me? Uh, it seems to be tracking okay. Okay. Just me then. Hopefully there's not another USB port dying on me. We haven't got many left, have you? No. I'm rationing them. The USB switch and see if it holds out. <laughs> I actually like the play on rule now from um, the kick in. I think that, that makes the pa passage of play so much quicker. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, 
misses the call. Shot out the back door towards Western Line. Neither I don't know if I like kind it of cut out. I kind of cut out. I think I was just not talking. <laughs> I wasn't sure if your brain stopped or if you, yeah, no, you know, the brain, mic. My brain cut out. So you see Nigel Smart lining up for a goal. Head. Got the John Malkovich, like, John Malkovich look going. Yeah. It's the main reason I could never shave my hair off because I don't know how funny my skull would look. Oh, I was actually going to do it during this uh, whole lockdown. Crow's going to go. He's going to go fucking. Do it. do it. You, can and we, <laughs> you know, then we've got to change the, uh, the logo with your bald head. Well, I don't even have a head in the logo, so. <laughs> oh, we'll just switch it. Thought about just you know going shaving, see, because it's it's kind of like the one opportunity to really do it with no social judgment. But, uh, well, I mean your wife and your kids, but yeah, well that's the thing. Melissa didn't want to, didn't want me to shave it, so and she was the one doing it with the clippers. Oh fuck me, my VLC's died. Uh, <laughs> pause. Uh, don't. Don't don't say that a Freya support is the good luck. Don't do it. No. Fuck you, Cameron. Uh, at two minutes thirty seven seconds on mine, uh without pause. What am I even playing it for? Oh, God. I actually remember the days of like uh, is sort of running through from 04 onwards, and it was just my granddad, and he'd still watch the footy on TV, but he'd just put the uh, 94.5 commentary on, because mm. he just couldn't stand listening to the actual commentary from Channel 7. <laughs> um, Where are we at, Joel? Come on, what, buddy. Sorry, what's the, what's the time stamp? Uh, 2 minutes 37 is where I'm at. Got a right. center bounce. So you want to take it back to two thirty. Righty, let me go back. Open, Joel. I've lost you. No, I'm here. I'm waiting for you to confirm. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm at two two thirty. I was just waiting for you to count in. <laughs> okay. All right. So three, two, one. Well, the Bulldogs kicked the last six goals of the <sighs> Technical difficulties. Now we're back. So that breaks their run. So N6, 5-12. Yeah, that was the Nigel Smart goal, was it? We'll yeah. yeah. And, uh, going My video is much better now. I think Kim Costa, who just kicked the ball in there, he was a former Bulldogs player. Gets the support of Bond, short to Wren. Ooh, it's a couple of times that <laughs> Ren's been cannoned into. 50 for that. Yeah, that I one. I mean, it was in the back. That one's 50. Smash in the back. straight into his back. Technical difficulties. I'm having food issues. I dropped my cookie on the ground. <laughs> Fuck's sake. So they should kick this and bring it back to within three goals. That was a very that ball went really high. Did you see that? 
I don't know why he put so much on it, but... I think it's just the kicking action, just do your normal thing. If you poke, just at, sort it, of poke at it, you might, you might stuff it up. Yeah, that was definitely 50. He had time to stop himself before that, but... It's sort of going back on, like, touching on with the whole Jordan and Scotty Pippen. I feel like that's what it's like for, I know, like, towards the end of his career now, but for the last two, three seasons, it's kind of felt like that with Sydney. There's just not been that extra person to sort of help. Got, yeah, the, the Swans have still got a solid forward line. It just doesn't feel like it's quite as good as it was. Yeah. You know, previous... I mean, they've got some okay players. They've some really good players, actually. I mean, Tom Papley. Is he still with them? I'm pretty sure he didn't move over the offseason. They got him traded. Did he get traded? I think he did. I don't no. I think he did. I think he wanted to go, but they couldn't get a trade or something, right? At Danaher from um, Essendon, and yeah. I think he was meant to go to Carlton. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, we've got... Whoa! Oh, I love how they call on for the mark, and it's like he dropped it. He dropped it, mate. What do we a cracker? Butterfingers. Yeah. That was a fair call, that one. Oh, see, deliberate? That, yeah, that gets deliberate this day and age, doesn't it? Yeah. Didn't I mean, get, it, is, it is deliberate. Didn't get paid a lot back in those days, deliberate. Yeah. But then you think... This day and age, highs get called more when your hands are near the guy's head or throat, so... Yeah, yeah definitely a lot more free-flowing. Free There's not a lot of free kicks called, is there? Ooh, now that's surely high. Yeah. The jugular, then. I know there's a bit of dead air, which is obviously us going back to having two again, but mm. also sort of forgetting intensity of the game and just start to and enjoy it like you yeah. forget what you're actually meant to be doing, which is talking. <laughs> well, it's actually more interesting to follow this one, isn't it? Which kind of says, yeah. says a lot about last week's game. I mean, there's probably people who can watch it and talk about it and rave about it, but I guess we're not in that group. Are we sad that we're not in that group, Jay? Not really, to be honest, because there's four other ones that I could do it about, so... That's <laughs> numerous finals. I mean... Is... Wasn't until 2016 for the dogs, correct? Yes. 
they did what, admittedly, still a VFL team. Mm. But most didn't think, even for a VFL team, that it was really going to work from the outside of the top four. So, no. But, yeah. I mean, if you've got to wait that long, it's kind of... I guess it must be really nice for their supporters to kind of get that one special September for, you know, decades of suffering. Well, I mean, let's think about it. St Kilda and Frio. Two teams that'll... Yeah. Nessendon, actually, but, you know, it wasn't as long for them, but I guess the whole drought from finals was the big thing until 2019. Um, I'm not sure that was drought from finals. I think it's droughts from finals wins. And they finals have, wins, was it? Yeah, yeah. they still have They're still in a drought for that. So, yeah, they... It, I know a lot of people called for Wush's head after that, but that wasn't Wusher. That was just... Was, there was no intent from that team at all. They had no drive. Oh, uh, no, they, were, they weren't a good side. Anyway, they um, kind of got some decent wins in the back end of the season to even just make the finals. But they were a middle-of-the-road side, so... It was no surprise when they lost the first final to us. Yeah, and then we had the unfortunate event we don't talk about. Years in a row, things we don't want to talk about. It's great for the club. I remember you being nervous about the the first game, Essendon game. I think I remember. Uh, yeah. And I think I remember telling you, nah, it's a trash. If we look, if we lose this, then we don't deserve anything anyway. So. It's that uncertainty, you know, like it, it sort of happened once to us before in 2016, so... Yeah, I can see, I can see that point, but... Weren't really considered. Yeah, I think 2016 was a bit of a different beast. That was a very top-heavy year. Like, I think there was only one game separate, separating us and the Bulldogs, and... Yeah. Back, you know, coming from being... First? No, we well, third on 2015, weren't we? Third or fourth? Third and, yeah, 20... Yeah, third. Hang on. No, yeah. second. 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 And yeah. then coming to where we were. No, it was second, because we got the home final first up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, should probably pay attention to this game again. So Bulldogs get forward. So nobody really remembers much of James Cook, but he's going to have a shot for his fifth goal, maybe, here. Yeah. Just washing his hands with fucking Gatorade. Sure it wasn't water, or was it coloured? I don't know, I couldn't tell. I thought that was the trick back in the day, use, you know, sugary drinks your hands would grip the ball better. Oh, really? I'm just making shit up. Oh, okay. Blood rule. I'm not even sure if they had the blood rule back then. At this point, I thought uh, maybe not. As would have wanted to be off if they're bleeding too much, unless you're a Selwood. So. <laughs> 
There you go, he's got five goals already. That dude, James Cook. Not only not only does he discover Australia, but he can kick five goals in a prelim. Thought we weren't going to touch on political. <laughs> is it political? Is it? I don't know. It's everything else I kind of followed with it. Uh, a good kick straight down the center. Had the lead on his defender. Defender never had a chance with that one. Do you remember in school doing a lot of like Captain Cook sort of focus and stuff like that? <sighs> Not a, a lot because from year 8 to year 10 one of the teachers I had uh, was, is, I don't know, don't have any at the time, was married to an indigenous yeah. guy so she kind of gave more of a neutral yeah, I think perspective by, on it. I think by high school it was a bit different but I remember in at least for me in primary school that it was we did a lot of focus on on that sort of stuff I think probably because it was around the bicentennial year primary school I don't remember a lot about primary school I went to an alternative school where years one two three four sorry two three three four fucking five six like that sort of thing were all together so like the classes so spent more time buddy catching scorpions and spiders and shit like that building Ooh. underground cubbies That's a good, goal. good. Cloud. yeah see the umpire mate his eyes fucking lasers to extend the goalposts higher so they're back they're only less than three goals down now Think my math is right. I'm taking the score What's away the score from me. 12-7? Uh, I don't know. Needed to come back and up again. Got yeah, so there we go. So 16 points. Yeah. Why do they take away his score when they're doing the goal replay? I don't, I don't know. Meant, that's... That's an unlucky bounce, isn't it? Yeah. I know a lot of people criticise the sport for the ball, but I think that's what sort of throws that element of chaos into it. Yeah, well... I think even in other sports, um, balls, even if they're like perfectly rounded, like soccer or basketball, the ball can still just... You can still just lose it in flight or it curves or whatever. Yeah. And I guess they, you know, they, they try to design it so that it plays a certain way. Mm. Whereas this year, obviously, it plays a certain way, but you still always have that. Which way is it going to bounce? Is it going to be favourable? Is it going to, you know, work against? Mm. And then I think the uh, unpredictability of it makes it more predictable because sort of prepared to brace yourself for it to go any direction you know whereas you get other sports where you think the ball's a predictable beast and it and it goes askew on you catches you out yeah 
A 16-point ball game. The Bulldogs in front. Back to the centre square. This is so fast-moving and flowing. It is with the dogs. Dogs' accuracy is so is you know significantly greater than what the crows are able to show at the moment. Yeah, a little bit of chip around, but... yeah, slow down, spread the field. Do you think the torpedo is not used as much in this day and age footy? Uh, probably just because it's not as accurate as a drop punt. Oh, was actually what was yeah. I, what was I watching? Oh, that's right. Um, with the intro audio. I was trying to turn it into like an intro video when we first started, and I gave up on it fairly quickly. But not after spending like a whole day of going through clips and shit. But there was uh, one of the clips um, was actually from uh, the first commentary bit from our intro. It's from the 1966 Grand Final. And the dude who's kicking the ball does a drop kick. And I actually had to keep, I kept going back and replaying it. Holy shit, he did a drop kick. You didn't see those. Ah. Uh. You see drop kicks, you don't see I know you said it's about accuracy now and it, it the shift has changed from taking the uh for most players taking the onus on themselves to go, you know what, I need to kick this from sixty out, so sixty five out less torpor but Yeah, well, that's the thing, if they if it's about distance they might give it a crack. But, a lot of these guys can kick pretty far anyway. Yeah, it is a thing of beauty when someone unloads a massive torpedo. I don't know what you said then, because I think you cut out. Can you hear me? I can hear you good. Okay. said it is a thing of beauty when someone unloads a massive torpedo. <laughs> sounds like I'm just sounds like I'm describing someone taking a big shit. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. Oh, back! Oh, he's gonna get six. Oh, right over the pack. Easy run in. See, that's what uh, Degoe wanted in the uh, 2018 Grand Final, didn't he? Yeah, f fuck the goal umpire then with the stupid grin on his face, though. <laughs> is it irritating you, Jay? Oh, yeah, you know, it should be a not, you know, it should be non biased. <laughs> I think he just can't help it. He's probably getting, probably hearing hilarious things in the crowd. Must be fun being a goal umpire, right? Yeah. I just. I want to quickly touch, I love like the way that they did the breakdowns on like, you know, the positioning for players and using literally Microsoft Paint, just, <laughs> there's a couple dots, there we go, that's well, what that's it was. That's the cutting edge technology, you know, where they're drawing on the screen with a pen. 
now it's like complete breakdown, bloody CGI recreation. Well, they're fucking CGI bloody uh, sponsorship onto the ground these days. I remember watching the uh, the Victoria All Stars game in. You know, they had so many logos that were CGI'd because you'd see them only in certain shots of the ground. But like, if you saw them sort of from a, a different angle and they're sort of in the background, you can just you could just see them. You see, oh, what? There's no sponsorship there. Yeah, well, that I guess that's the big thing now, isn't it? Is with the technology shifting, the AFL tries to reap more benefits from. Yeah, this has been taken back, has it? I guess so, yeah. I already mentioned that Drew Moffat. Johnson kicks to half with the run-in. But what Tony Lockett's doing this day and age, if he's still, you know, <laughs> huge. No, I think he's actually, um, he's quite thin now, from what I know, from what I've read or seen. Stop pies got healthy. Yeah. I think he's like a farm guy now. They did just... Sorry to cut you off, they did just mention that someone was going off the blood rule, so it was okay, either this year or last. Yeah. I have no idea who this guy is. There you go. Good kick. It was a good kick, and I... Who the fuck is this guy? Cameron... Good for this era, because... His mate was a fucking gross supporter, so he knows about this. And on top of that, it would have been even better for him to watch the 98 Grand Final when he thought the Ruse won it, so... <laughs> Who is this guy? I don't know, what number was he, 24? Clay Sampson, oh, vaguely rings a bell, maybe? I don't know. Nah, I give up, I I think I've finally found a 90s footballer that I don't recognise. <laughs> oh man! Didn't happen. Didn't think it would happen so quickly. Yeah, you, you know, secretly you've been going through all these games and the, the lists just to remember pulling out your old uh, footy cards with the faces on them as well. <laughs> I should actually go and get my old footy cards then. somewhere in the shed. I think. I had it. What they brought it? Did, did it three times? Didn't they? I think. What? Three times what? Footy car. Brought him back a few times, I'm pretty sure. Did they ever leave? I don't know, I think you were, you were cutting out on me then too, so I think we're just oh. complete, completely distorted with our conversation then. We'll just move on. Well, this will be the best podcast ever then. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's always been footy cards. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was just at certain times I thought that it was relevant and other times I didn't. <laughs> but they were definitely... <sighs> Easy read for that mark. Definitely when I was a teenager they were a lot of fun and a lot of fun to pick up and they certainly evolved in the 90s from like, you know, Def the, you know, fairly bland 80s look. Probably around 93, 94 maybe, they became, you know, 
I think it was mainly because of basketball cards, really, wasn't it? That, um, yeah. you know, all glossy and... You know, well, you that, had your shiny too, yeah, so... that foil, foil stuff that they used to use. Because I remember having them, you know, through that from seven, eight years old onwards, which would have been, yeah, 94 onwards. Yeah. So, see, I don't like thinking back that far, because it <laughs> makes me have to use parts of the brain that don't work anymore. I think I have um, a Gary Ablett gold card that was probably worth about 50 bucks back in the day. It's probably worth about... 50 cents now. Sell it to Cameron. Yeah, I could, couldn't I? I think I've got it in one of those those um, hard plastic cases as well where um, you put the card in and then you screw the case in the corners. Yep. So Another one's... It's uh, preserved for all of eternity. Definitely sell it to Cameron. <laughs> I'll go digging for him. Was are definitely wanting to get the ball moving a lot quicker to try and set it up for their forwards, so. Yeah, they're moving it in quicker, though. Well, they've been doing that all game as well, anyway. But, but it kind of. trying to move it with a lot more. continuity, like that actually. with their eyes rather than just trying to bomb it in and forcing the players to make the contest. Yeah, I can't actually work out what their forward setup is at the moment. And obviously they had uh, Rod Jamison replace Modra. Not sure if Jarman's down there now or not. Yeah. That wasn't a good kick. To... No, that was not even a good kick. Really, it wasn't a good recovery by the first Crows player as well. That's a good one-handed mark. Mm. I was wondering, you, know, you usually see mouth guards, they're usually like the all-white. Uh, sometimes people just have like a blue one or a black one randomly. The thought process goes into picking the colour. I don't know. You know, I think maybe it's just preference. Maybe it's all that's available to them at the time. Maybe, but then you get like, you know, obviously the indigenous guys who, who get their, you know, the indigenous flag colours and always laugh at like the Collingwood guys who get like a Collingwood jumper colour so it's like white with uh, black in the middle so it looks like they're missing teeth <laughs> that's their teeth yeah <laughs> so actually need to get a Collingwood supporter on you know to find someone I don't know any do you? Uh, and I can't make the joke about prison again because I've done it once already so you used up all your A-class material. Oh, good clean-up. Oh, I'm not sure why he's paid the mark for that, but yeah, it didn't look 15. Oh, was it 10 then? No, it's 15, I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe Sometimes it, was 10. it just looks like they're kicking 8 to 10 metres in the corner. You might be right, it might be 10. 
So I, I shorter distance at one point. Yeah. Happening here? What a question. Watching MS Paint again. Trying to draw a perfect circle. You know, the harder you try to draw a circle, the worse it looks. Yeah, it's um. For any of those people that want to draw a perfect circle, like you got to practice. But for those that uh, I've watched that can do it in the tournaments, there's actually fucking more tournaments for this shit, by the way. What for drawing um, you've circles? You've got to do it all. Legit, to draw the perfect circle freehand, there is tournaments and that go on every year. What? Obviously not now with coronavirus, but. My previous job before studying, working on a lot of heavy machinery, and you know, it was operating and you're waiting like two, three hours for it to do a single cut. I'm reading shit, so I'm watching <laughs> random shit. Is there more to the story or are you finished? Like, no point carrying it on, you know? Oh. Oh, I was, that was actually. I was enthralled. Probably with my, I guess, loosely supporting Brisbane and to some degree Port Adelaide because it wasn't a, a Victorian team winning. Mm. It was uh, 2005, 2006 when I started my apprenticeship that I started to really follow footy. So, so you picked the right, right time. I guess comes. Yeah. Comes pass and parcel with like those around you, having more people sort of follow it. I mean, 50 yeah. 50 between anyone who is here and palms in the workshop, but as to <laughs> yeah, the response was to the footy, but everyone still did like it was it was promoted because it brought everyone to have a bit of fun with it. So, I thought there was going to be a story relating to the circles. Nah. Yeah. How does how do, actually? It's funny because how, how do they do a perfect circle? Do they? It's, but it's all in the wrist or something like that. And it uh, actually no, it's in the arm, not in the wrist. Like you got to keep your arm like as straight as possible, and it's all done in like the shoulder motion or something, and like the different ways you can start and it, yeah. Um, sounds really bad though as well. One of the guys that I worked with, who is a an avid West Coast supporter. Like, he'd always tip West Coast regardless of win or lose. So 2007 and 8, yeah. you know, it wasn't the best for us. But what made it worse was obviously all this shit come out with Cousins. Was that he was also a heavy meth user as well. Okay. Mark, poor defending. Ooh. Pigeon on the ground. But, um, yeah, that dude always tipping the Eagles sounds like Royce, the way he always tips Hawthorne. You know, it's funny. Obviously, the first year when I started working with you guys, 2018, talking to Royce more and more about the footy, hmm. he just tipped randomly. You know how he won his footy tipping? Hang on, this guy's going to have the shot after the siren again. It's another kick after the siren. From the same Fucking guy. Hell. Two quarters in a row. So that's how, that's how he's got to stay on the line. Uh, he 
miss it, I reckon. There he goes. It's not an easy angle. But... No. Oh, he did miss it. It fell short then. Easy angle, that. It's over the point. Uh, he took it before. Do you reckon? It's hard. hard. It's hard to tell, but the ball's going to be completely past yeah, the goal well. line. And I actually think he had it just in his hands before it was. So well, the dogs are 22 up. So wasn't a heap of goals in that quarter, was there? The pros have chipped it back a little I mean, bit. As we start we'll bring the, third up the stats. Quarter. What are we looking at? The dogs went 3-1, but Crows actually went 4-4. Yeah. But, um, because obviously 2018 one of my heaviest invested moments with the footy final. Like, he would talk to me about it and he'd kind of try and work out, you know, which team's going to win and this, this and that because it wasn't just like following West Coast. It was following every single team and hmm. cons I have, who's playing, who's not playing. But he kept listening to me and then he ends up fucking winning the bloody tipping. Get <laughs> the end worse. of the Christmas part. Could be worse. I did footy tipping with friends one year and the person who won was uh, one of the girls in our group. And she only picked the the winner by uh, the, which Guernsey she liked better. So, at least with mine, it was actually following <laughs> the sport. Yeah. That was a bad kick in then by the Crows. That was, there's just no forward. Yeah, but no, I never. I don't get people who tip their own team no matter what. Like it's you know. Like they, they feel obligated. They have to do it, you know. I mean, I mean, I'll often think the Eagles aren't going to win a game. I mean, probably nowadays I'm probably more uh, optimistic, but I, I'm pretty a uh, realistic judge of how the side is going. Well. I mean, yeah, like, t touching on that, obviously, we're still, in the in recent times, we're still one of the top four teams at our strongest. But yeah. I, just because we're watching the Dogs, the 2016 final um, elimination with us versus the Dogs, like, yeah. I genuinely thought, having come off that loss mm. in the grand final, performance we had in 2015, mm. I did not think the Dogs were going to get over us the way they did, but no. we just did not show up and no. the dogs did they well that's the thing I thought ooh I suppose that game I think most of us were pretty confident we'd take care of the Bulldogs it was at home yeah um, we'd had some decent form pre pre-finals um, I know we lost Nat Nui right before the finals but I think our last game of the season against Adelaide, we looked really good. Uh, and we'd actually had a pretty patchy season up until then, so it seems like we were primed. 
And then we had the whole, that was the first year that they had the week off before finals and um, the Bulldogs last game of the season was over here against Fremantle and I think they ended up just using it to prepare because uh, they couldn't really move position so they used it to sort of get a feel for the ground have the week off and get some key players back and ambush us you think the week off is is still a good thing? Do you think it should be there, or do you think we should just carry on? There should be no week uh, off, just carry the seat. Look, I can, I know the AFL, AFL kind of have ulterior motives to everything they do, but I can see some merit for it to get all the teams up and going and prepare for a big final series rather than you know have teams, you know eke it into the finals and then you know are out of steam too early so it's good in yeah. terms of everyone can have a reset freshen up a little bit and and have a big go for a big month of football in this sort of mini season but I mean it kind of that, it kind of detracts a bit from you know the sides who finish higher and Kick it, you know, win their first final yeah. and a week off, you know. Well, yeah, because I mean, you go from week off to week on to week off mm. if you play well, um, and you are in that top four. But having said that, maybe it helped us in 2018. Uh, yeah, could have. You know, week Think off, did. have a tough final first up, then another week off, and really smash Melbourne and kind of turn that into its own half week off because you know game's over you know a quarter or a half uh, into the game so I've been touching on that just quickly because I know we're sort of counting down towards the, the, the pinnacle moment of this game shortly but that was, that 2018 first final against Collingwood was another good solid final game like both teams you didn't oh, really yeah. know which way it was going to the last five minutes but no and then you know it really just took a little bit a little bit of something extra from the Eagles to just to get over the line in that one Collingwood really I, had the answers for most of that match everything but uh, the Bulldogs I mean, here trying to put this game away yeah but the Crows are just sort of holding on with their defence yeah I mean, this is kind of similar in, in the regard to the Collingwood Eagles game, in that uh, Adelaide can, can come back a little bit at the Bulldogs, but they seem Bulldogs seem to have the answers at the moment. Yeah. And I know you, you like you could sort of sit there and say, well, the score is quite significantly different, but the game back, you, you're talking late 90s the scoring just changed so fast mm. it was you could score three or four goals in minutes for Christ's sake like yeah. and I've seen it done on numerous teams attendance 70,000 yeah it's big pretty, for uh, pretty good for these two teams in Melbourne right that's it's name very original but you know it'll do I think we completely missed what you said there, Jay. I was just going to say, it's called the football park, but it's not very original. 
well, apologies about the audio. I'm just blaming technology at this point. So, oh, I could have given away the, the mark then. It could have, yeah. Ooh. That's a couple Ooh. of times that dude has done that. Yeah. Kind of feel like that probably was 50, but. Oh, surely. I know. Although, look at his last name. Smart. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to try one of your puns in, mate. It's a 55 56. Bit of kick, almost had the distance. 14 minutes, just inside four goals. He could have stopped then. That should have yeah, been 50. No, that should be 50, definitely. It wasn't in the initial yeah. contest. That run, mate. It's exactly on four goals, actually. Yeah. The Bulldogs looking to land a killer blow here. Oh, holding the ball, surely. Uh, come on. Find rewatching games is not too bad, but watching the actual season, like, you know, the current season, even if it's not my team, just getting so much more vocal with calls, how, how it's playing out. And when you sort of sit back and watch a game, you can really do just sort of relax a bit more, even when you don't give a fuck about either team. Well, I'm just noticing there's a lot less free kicks in this match than what you'd see nowadays, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the play now is probably a lot cleaner in some respects. Yeah. Damn it, I was hoping someone was wearing their cap on backwards with their sunnies on and trying to cover their face. Good kick. Just missed. Good run too, he had more time. Yeah, we're at 12 minutes 50, like, jeez, hey, this game really goes down to the wire, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, the Bulldogs still... Bulldogs haven't... they got nothing else to score, but... Do they don't score? What? Well, they do, but then, it, you know, it's insignificant. Ah, it's just points, is it? Yeah. So... It's... Well, I think probably maybe their next score, whenever that comes, is, is quite a famous moment. I'm not sure if you remember it at all, Jay, but... When it, when it happens, we'll have a good laugh. Sort of put it into context, the only time I watched footy was when I was with my grandparents, because my parents <laughs> aren't into sport at all, so... Actually, the only one out of my, like, you know, immediate family that actually likes watching sport. <laughs> but, I mean, even 12 minutes left, you're thinking... The Bulldogs probably have this. Uh, are you though? Because what are you looking at? You're looking at three goals, thereabouts. 
Yeah, well, I just think with the whole flow of the game, um, Adelaide would have to do something special to to run over them. You know, every, I don't know every time the Crows have been able to get a couple of scores, the Bulldogs have been able to answer. Don't know if it was that the Crows had to do something special or if the Crows just had to kind of slow down a little bit and clean them and like just tidy up their, their passages of play because everything was there. The, the momentum still feels like it's with them. They're kicking points. But yeah, that's true. There, so get the lenses back then. How narrow is this football oval, like in comparison to the G? This is the G. Hang on, this is the point. Oh. Look at him. Oh. <laughs> uh, what is the timestamp? A four minute. If you want to watch it, it's 44 minutes 49 on the, the ones we're watching. So I'm going to go back to that after this finishes. <laughs> I know they've just done the replay, but I've got to watch this again. Almost <laughs> as good as the Ballantyne celebration. Actually, that's better because he's fucking sitting on the two of them. Like, he's just mounted yeah. his mate. He's wrapped around. He's like, come here, buddy. <laughs> it looks like they've mounted him for a spit roast. Yeah. Oh, he sold the candy. Shit kick, but... It's got to be a goal. Not out on the full. Yeah, I think I've just realised how many... How many commentators they've actually got going in this match? They've got three callers. They've got Sandy Roberts, they've got Drew Morphin, they've got Kevin Bartlett. And then they've got all the special comments guys. Yeah. Yeah. All sound the same. Everyone's getting a paycheck today. I actually, even though a lot of the, the commentary I find biased, good pack mark. Um, I still give a lot of credit to to those that do sports commentary, or like you know AFL commentary, because it's an easy thing to keep up, like to keep up that intensity, to just sort of keep up that flow and maintain that that interest for the viewer. Here's Darren Jarman. It's clean. The goal. Actual celebration from him, though. So this is Jarman. He's been moved basically to full forward. He's he's normally the the half forward, maybe up to a wing type player. Definitely a noted goal kicker, but this is the. This is the move that that basically turns Adelaide into a different side, not only this year but the following year. And it all comes from losing 
their main full forward to a knee injury in this match. And Malcolm Blight going, well, I'll just do what I did with Gary Ablett and what, you know, I used to do at North Melbourne and go and play at full, my uh, best goal kicker at full forward. Do you reckon, like, that the winger position was as prominent back then as it is now? With that link-up? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, had some amazing wingmen in this era. Uh, I can, I'll go no further than Peter Matera, who True. was basically the wingman of the 1990s. Yeah, but they were... Wingmen were just basically the... Uh, patrolled that whole space. Jarman! The fucking mark. That is a good mark, isn't it? Just for everyone, timestamp at 48 minutes, 47 seconds, if you want to watch that mark again. See, he should have been celebrating then. <laughs> Underneath his mates for a spit race for that. Look at this. To, like, catch it falling backwards, you know. I love the way he steps in and then misses. Well, Peter McKenna, you watched that kick. What can you tell us from your vantage point? Well, I think he tried to guide it to me, but it was awkward the way he was walking in there. Yeah, but it might have been because he fell on his back, you know. That's kind of. Maybe. Straight in the tailbone back, so it would take a fair bit out of here. He now talking Todd three Curley. goals to win it. That's a 90s footballer, Todd Curley. I think he was West Australian. Oh, West Aussies have produced some amazing footballers. <laughs> well, they'll do. Matt Connell. That the full there we go. I always hated that with the full forwards when rather than contesting for the ball, they're trying to grab the free. And it's like if it hasn't been called now, you sitting there and throwing your arms up and having a cry, you're not getting the free. Just <laughs> fucking go. Yeah, it's gonna irritate the coach. Oh, just watch. Uh, yeah, watch this. Ready? You see, arms straight up. Yeah. And then this here, the follow-up by his teammate, being smart, so... Where Ablett Jr. got the look from. <laughs> the run-up from the Crows' Ruckman, like, he's out 15 metres from the centre bounce. Mm. Size of his legs only takes him a few steps to get there. Yeah, I guess you know the other thing too is that you, with this Charmin. during this era, they didn't really call the bounce back in if it went astray. So no, 
Foot in, what is he, 25 out? Yeah, if that, maybe even closer. Um, you get to see kick. how much oh. momentum the Crows have, but that whole structure of having Jarman up forward, he's kicked the uh, one, yeah. he's only kicked the one goal this quarter, but if this goes through, it does, he's pretty much participated he, in the last two goals, because the, defend, the defender's focusing on him when Nigel Smart gold and him setting up Goodwin with that goal. Here's something though, like as every supporter at some point, I mean unless you're young and new, but you know for most supporters now they've experienced that whether it's a grand final win or just a final win, the feeling you get post game when your team does it like just it's impossible to explain, but I know so many people throughout so many different sporting of it um, have all sort of felt that for their team, whether yeah. it was a win or a loss, but it, just the way that it can affect your body. Coming? Nah. I was going for the free then. Bit of a dive. But he was diving for the mark, and then. I don't know, it just kind of looked like he tried to spin himself in the air. I think he was going for the mark and he sort of got... The body took him and spun him. And he was looking for a free after that. I think my vision might be a few seconds ahead of you as well. Yeah, I think it is, so... This is when, you know, I guess... Coming from half-time, going into this quarter, the Bulldogs really lost momentum in the third quarter when they probably could have sealed it yeah having all the momentum from half time so what's the thing I think the Crows got a couple of goals early in that third quarter to pull it back to a three goal margin yeah see look at that jump a hold yeah I guess he was, was, he was accentuating it a bit and then got yeah he tried to off into the air so that he could try and make it look like it was worse than it was. That's got to, I was holding the ball, but anyway, when you're on the ground and the ball spins out, the ball. yeah. Well, is I mean, some Intensity of those these day and age, yeah. But now that would be a 50-50 between holding the ball and in the back. <laughs> so that was good judgment. In the light. And Ben Hart kicked this, or is he going to go straight for Jarman? That's the question. This is. He shanked up. If he aimed for Jarman, then he would have got it. Inside five minutes, four and a half to go. Adelaide fans back in Adelaide or nervous, the Bulldogs fans at the ground are nervous and the Crows fans were there. There's only two more scoring shots from both teams left. So it's still, the Dogs were still in front, they still could have won this. Yeah. Well, I think they get a chance right at the end, maybe with a minute to go or so. Crows are looking to really get in front now. 
just want to add, you know, for anyone who's out there actually listening to this, if you think that uh, it should be played at the G or not, or that this just be as a special ground, leave a comment for us. We'd really appreciate it. Targeted yeah, yeah. at camera. We know he'll listen to this. <laughs> I'm testing to see if anyone's actually listening, Jay. Well, it's at the end, so either people are going to skip to the end, or yeah. they might actually listen the whole way through. Maybe we should put something. I'm doing it. We'll put something really late, saying you know, if you listen to this, then uh, send us your PayPal details and we'll drop X amount into your account. Earn more than me. You can do that. I need my <laughs> money. I have more dependents though. Yeah, but you've also got significantly better incomes between the two of you. Partners out of work, or semi out of work at the moment with everything going on. So, right. So, for anyone who is listening at the end, if you pass your PayPal details on to Joel through the Facebook page, he's going to give you some money. Oh, that was a bad kick. That was horrible kick out. You, you don't make those judgments when you're two points up and yeah. coming to the final yeah. minutes for Fox Bulldogs are desperately holding on. You can look at them. They just just trying to keep it out of their back line, but they're fucked. Why would you play on like that? I don't know, you just, you don't, you... They might come off here. Here you go, this would have been the sealer. He should have, he should have kicked that. Mm. He was too good a kick to miss that. And he, had, and he had the speed on him too, like, you know, there was only one defender in there who was waiting on the goal to try and go for the smother, so, or the, yeah. I guess the tap. But see, this is, this is the finish that you want in one of these close games, where it's just back and forth, yeah. and still a couple of minutes to go in anybody's game. They're all, they're all desperate. Grand final at stake. Jarman marks. No, look. too, don't they? I love the look on some of those supporters' faces. They just can't believe it. Well, you know, again, you touch on, you go 0-7 for the first quarter. Mm. Now it's coming down to a kick that to potentially win it. Yep. From basically, so, basically your injured full forwards replacement. Yeah. And he's done it. Good kick. Grand finals or not? What was that, Jay? We only caught the tail end. I said, did Jarman play in both grand finals? Yes. Now he's quite so pivotal. He's quite pivotal. As I said, this is a trilogy, and yeah. it's, it's very much a trilogy of Darren Jarman, among others, Andrew McLeod, obviously, particularly in the grand finals. Yep. But yeah, Darren Jarman, this is... This move of him to full forward it basically creates this legacy that uh, prior to this match, 
Charman, he's quite a spectacular player and he can kick freak goals. He's got amazing, amazing skills, but uh, he just becomes something else in this move to full forward over these two seasons. Last minute 30 now. Yeah, and here's a chance. Oh, the dog's had it, but that was really bad play by his teammate. Yeah, no Shepard. Probably Paul Hudson, wasn't it? He, yeah, he just... Bloody he, selfish bastard. Yep. He didn't have to it's be Paul there. Hudson. He just needed... Paul Hudson, you stupid prick, because you didn't sign an autograph, and you didn't Shepard, and you cost your side the grand final. Yep, so exactly. All he had was back off. Oh. I mean, they're still in it with a minute 20, but all the... All the Crows had to do was get a hold of the ball and then you just do what everyone hates, which is those short little chips to each other to wind the clock down. Yeah. At the moment, it's half forward for the Bulldogs. They've got a minute. He's going to smack it forward, get a score. Not have this happen where it's... Yeah. And, and at this point, you know the game's, what, the game's already lost, so... As a dog supporter, anyway. Well, you start to you start to think that, don't you? Good. Almost out of time now. Yeah, it's up on the wing. Well, without side of the wing. Yeah, and without here. winning. We get it back to half forward. Nothing. It's holding the ball, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, you're never going to call a free, like, with the last 20 seconds left. That could be a decider of the game, are you? from the Bulldogs players there. <laughs> oh, they should be. They had the win for Christ's sake. But then, you know, I mean, easy to say that, but when you're looking at 12-21 as the score, Crows were always in it. It was just a matter of, are they going to get their accuracy or not? Yeah. But no, that so, was, what a classic that was. Um, so what do you reckon that was a good choice to go to? instead of doing the 98 grand final? Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. definitely an intense game. It was you know, one I think is worth watching for anyone, whether or not you support either side. We've got some stats here, which I'm hoping they're accurate, but, you know, you can never trust certain websites, but they reckon the, the tackle count was 17 to 43 and Adelaide's favour. 
Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. The I think just the way the Bulldogs were playing, they're trying to move the ball quickly, and when the Crows got it, it was just sort of, you know, wait for the turnover and then counter-attack, whereas the Crows are a little more, bit more grinding it out to get the ball, aren't they? Yeah, and scoring shot accuracy, so percent for the Dogs, because they had 26 shots registered on goal, and, well, you know, scoring shots, and the Crows were 33, so they come in at 36% for their accuracy. With the Crows? It's a huge difference. You're talking about the Crows, sorry? Yeah. Yeah. The Crows were 36%, or 36.4, but for their accuracy on, sh- on goal, so... Yeah, well, they, it was that first quarter where they were missing everything. But, uh, I mean, even in the last quarter, they kicked what? Just looking at the scores now. Four goals, six in the last quarter. Yeah, I think it was something like that, wasn't yeah, it? the Bulldogs only six behinds themselves. So they went from, like, quite accurate to, you know, same amount of goals as points in the end. So the Crows, 33 scoring shots. Yeah. You'd want to win that match then, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, you know, it's cost teams before with the inaccuracy, so... Yeah. So does this now mean that we'll follow on to watching the seven grand final, or are we going to skip it because we've already seen St Kilda lose? (laughs) Well, we haven't. We saw them draw. But, um, yeah, but it's kind of the same thing, isn't yeah, it, for them? kind of. Um, well, before we decide on next week, I just want to quickly go um, talk about some events from 97 that I have noted, because you know, I didn't make too many notes this week, but uh, this was the first season without Fitzroy in the league um, ever. So they were merged with Brisbane at the end of 1996 and became uh, the Brisbane Lions. So obviously the first season for the Brisbane Lions. First season for Port Adelaide, uh, who came in uh, as the 16th team, uh, taking Fitzroy's empty spot. Port Adelaide actually missed the finals by percentage this year. And I think they even may have beaten Adelaide I know they beat them at least once. I think they beat them in the first showdown when they first. So basically, the first first ever meeting between the clubs. I think Port Adelaide won it, but uh, they um, they missed out on percentage to Brisbane, who were obviously the Brisbane slash Fitzroy merged team. Uh, what else? Uh, this the last AFL game at Witten Oval was played in 1997. That was the Western Bulldogs home ground. So they moved to. So where would they have gone to in '98? Probably Waverley Park, maybe. I don't know. Because they eventually go to. They eventually go move to Docklands. So I can't actually remember. Their home ground was in '98. Uh, I did go to the Witten Oval. I've been there once and saw the Bulldogs beat Fremantle. That was in '96. Yeah, I think 
I think you mentioned that last week as well. Yeah, I, I feel like you can mention that every week now. Just oh yeah, I remember this game where uh, you know. It's the only time I've been to Melbourne, Jay. So it'll come up quite often. Uh, another little interesting thing from 97, the first qualifying final between Adelaide and, and the Eagles, that got rescheduled. It was originally supposed to be on, on the Saturday night, but it got moved to Sunday afternoon because the seven uh, Channel 7 had to screen the funeral of Princess Diana. Ah... <laughs> Yeah, remember that? Yep. Yep. That was pretty big then. Yeah. So... I just want to... That's all the interesting tidbits I really had, so go ahead, Jay. Point out that in, you know, 1997, Hawthorne come in at 15th, which is second last. Uh, And Melbourne come last, so they haven't really changed a lot in the last 20 years. Mm. Interesting thing about... I actually saw a thread on Bigfooty today about, you know, what happened to Hawthorne in 1995 and 1998. Sorry, 1995 and 1997. Because uh, they actually had really good starts to the season, but then just crumbled in the back half. But um, you look at uh, 97, on eight wins, finishing second last, only two and a half wins behind Brisbane, who... <laughs> Who finished eighth? Yeah, the yeah. So look at that ladder. You've got about six teams on ten wins. Yeah. Couple, couple of teams have the draw: Brisbane and Port. But then you got Collingwood, Carlton, Frio, Richmond on ten wins. Essendon with nine, Hawthorne with eight. So 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 even, like even just above those ten win teams, you've got a couple of teams with twelve, a couple of teams with thirteen. And then you've got your top three. Above that, with one or two more wins, it was decided by percentage as well between West Coast and Adelaide. So, big, yeah, big percentage difference yeah, tonight. Well, but that that, that decides a home final, doesn't it? Yeah, makes huge difference too. So, what could have been, and what wouldn't have been, maybe if uh, the Crows had to come across and play us over here, that would have been a lot different. Um, I will note that uh, Adelaide also got kind of a it was a bit of a controversial benefit at the time when they won their first final and then their second final also got to be played in Adelaide against second place Geelong Geelong had lost their first final to North Melbourne and the way the AFL decided the finals would run would be the highest placed winner plays whatever loser and the winner from the first week gets the home ground advantage so Adelaide side that finishes fourth gets to play two finals in a row at their home ground. Geelong finishes second, actually has to play an away final first up because, you know, MCG. That's yeah. North, and that's North Melbourne's home ground. They lose that and they have to bloody travel to Adelaide. It's a bit of a raw deal for the Cats in some regards. I, I mean, you, you talk about the Cats and I know a lot of their supporters probably agree they've constantly copped that raw end of the deal when it comes to where they play for the grand finals rather than having to play at their own true ground and always having to play at the g or what fucking marvel um or whatever it's called now but so i think that's where it puts the argument for really being a home ground for anyone yeah um 
Yeah, I mean, I can't see it changing, but in an ideal world, there'd be, you know, more rational, fairer solutions drawn up to what really is an issue, whether Victorians want to admit it or not, that there's this level of advantage that they have, especially when it comes finals time. Um, I'm, you know, I've made the case before on here where, you know, teams like Richmond really benefit from teams like Geelong finishing high on the ladder because, you know, home finals, man, just yeah. can walk straight into them. Oh uh, yeah, it makes a huge difference. I don't care what anyone wants to say. So. Yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, I mean. Sorry, go ahead. I going to say, yeah, I think like the game sort of really summed up for me as like, you know, the inaccuracy almost cost it for Adelaide Crows, but it, it felt like even when the momentum sort of shifted in mm. the second quarter, it hadn't shifted enough from the Crows to really be out of that reach. They still had the pressure. They were still getting the ball into the forward 50. They still had shots on goal. Mm. just wasn't as accurate as they needed at the time. Yeah, well, I think the, you know, the Bulldogs pinched that lead through the latter stages of the first half. Got out to five goals, you know, shot off to the siren at, on the at a half time. But Adelaide able to get those couple of early goals in the third quarter sort of brought it back to that manageable three to four goal level for the rest of the match. And then they were just able to get everything right in the second, well, basically the second half of the last quarter, wasn't it? Where uh, Jarman is put one out at full forward, gets a couple himself plays a hand in creating a couple of other goals and they manage to get in front. Bulldogs have a couple of chances but unable to pull it off. It is bloom, really. Yeah. I mean then we get the epic uh Tony Liberatore spit roast. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you gotta make a meme out of that one. So Well I feel like I've gotta make that the image when we upload it to, to YouTube. That can be the background image. Just for lols. And, you know, the other thing you could do is uh, videos you see when people create them and it's like, never celebrate too early, so you can throw <laughs> him and Valentine in together. Yes. <laughs> anyway, any more thoughts on 97 or should we look ahead to what we're doing next week, Jay? I think it depends what we're planning to do next week. So, like, I know your plan is that you'd like to sort of carry on, I guess, to the... Wait, 97 grand final. Who says I have a plan? <laughs> I have no plan. Oh, I think you, ha you have an idea in your head as uh, to, you know, where you'd like, like to go. But I'm like the Joker. I don't have a plan. I'm like a dog chasing cars here. You're not that good. Um, um, no, I just thought, I mean, I'm not particularly, I'm married to, to doing any game or series of games in a row. Um, I just thought that you know, we're eventually going to do this game anyway because it's a really good game. Uh, why start with the third sort of Adelaide game? Final piece of it. Yeah, let's start from where it started. And then if we do 97 next week, so be it. If we do it a month from now, who cares? Whenever. I'm not too fussed. And uh, I'm quite happy to let you pick for next week. Um, I was preparing to pick for next week, but I kind of feel like I've hijacked it. So, if you if you want to pick a game to watch next time, that's that's fine by me. Well, I'm actually still pretty happy to go at the 98, just because <laughs> there's there's a lot to talk about with that one with how the Crows finished fifth. 
But see, if we do that, we're going to leapfrog. I. We have to do 97 and then 98. Alright, hang on. Let me have a quick look at what we got here in the archive. Uh, I mean, if you want, I've got a really good game in mind. That's not 97 or 98, but again, I don't want to take away your right to choose. The problem, like, I know everything from 2000 is fucking one onwards too well as to who the winners are. So, <laughs> it's I'm not doing 91. That's just not happening. I'm not doing that, that grand final. This is the part of the podcast where Jay goes through every game he doesn't want to do. He could do the 93, <laughs> but I just don't know if no. you there and watch. No, fuck no. So... Alright, here's my suggestion. Alright? 78. What? There you go, I was just taking a guess on what your suggestion was. No. This is what I was thinking th- through the week. Um, we've got to bring it back to the Eagles. We started with them. We're Eagles men. Let's watch an Eagles game. I'm thinking... It's going to be podcast number six. Let's do 2006. Yeah. You know, I thought you were going to say, let's do 2005. Then I'm like, oh, okay, that's an interesting one for you. I thought no. you never went that one again. No, I don't think I could sit through that. But I think 2006, I mean, it's a game that I love, but kind of, I met someone else in 2018, you know, by the way of Dom Sheed. And so, you know, my favorite grand final has kind of, you know, played second fiddle for the last couple of years as I yeah. know, as I just revel in the glory that is 2018. I mean, I should say that 92 is probably really more of my favorite, but in terms of in terms of how the the game actually plays out and the and the closeness 2006 is just right up there in terms of heart-stopping excitement. So, I mean, that's my suggestion, but I'm going to leave leave it with you to make the decision, Jay. What is the final call? So it's a win-win for me because it's watching West Coast <laughs> win, and then Cameron's got to watch West Coast win. So, and we don't have to tell him what what we're watching. Uh, he, he'll he'll skip to the last five minutes just to see which one we fucking picked. You know what he's going to. Um, yeah, I think let's do it because it, regardless of, and regardless of your preference on either team it still ranks quite high mm. in how close it was especially with Sydney's comeback on what looked like it was just going to be what yeah. it was so yeah and I think that you know every man and his dog is doing rewatches these days whether it's you know Foxtel or or other podcasts but um, I don't think many of them are going to focus on on 2006 as as a rewatch um, they you know, eighty nine they probably do, but O six is probably the it's probably the best grand final that people often sort of dismiss because they lump it in with the two thousand and five grand final, which really is awful. They kind of everyone everyone just considers it like a pair of salt and pepper shakers, you know. O five is not as good a grand final, but I think the significance of it for oh, Sydney, yeah. yeah. In terms, in terms of. Yeah, in terms of what happened with Sydney breaking their, you know, longest drought ever in the game. But uh, as an Eagles supporter, it sucks balls. <laughs> and as a game itself, it's it's low scoring. It's very scrappy and tight throughout. It's, the 06 grand final is, is quite tight. 
uh, especially yeah. through the last quarter. But uh, you get a lot of amazing free-flowing football as well. I think it brings out the best in both sides, actually, whereas uh, that 05 grand final is, you know, it's the Paul Ruse Russian roulette. Bring them down it to is. our level and... All right, so shall we lock in 2006 for our podcast number six? Yes, but I just want to quickly note, I just mm. realized that our archive excludes the 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that, right? Yeah. So I was like, fucking Hawthorne, Hawthorne, Hawthorne. I went, uh, we're missing we're missing another Hawthorne, okay. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Uh, we can talk about that later. I think there's a few other games missing, but... I'm in no rush to try and obtain them. Ah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add, or shall we call it a an evening? Um, no, it was a good game. I think. Yeah, I know, like for myself, you somewhat forget like where the crows were and the fact that they went back to back. And I know, from the general viewing, a lot of people don't like back-to-back or three-peats and such because it takes away from the game for some. But the significance, I think, for any any club to be able to do that just once, it's, I mean, not touching on with Hawthorne and that where they've kind of done it a couple of times, but, it, you know, that's a huge, huge claim to have and good on the Crows for being able to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one thing I'm definitely envious of. I'd love for... The Eagles to be able to do it one day, and maybe they will. They're hard to do. One is hard to do, let alone getting a couple, or even beyond that. So yeah, yeah. and take them when you can get them. And by not watching the 1998 and final, we don't have to watch Adam Simpson lose. So that's true. No, we definitely. So he's now fucking Adam Simpson. <laughs> Good, you know. Can't even get angry at the guy. He's just too good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's sign off, AJ, because I think you're si- you're sounding a lot like uh, you know in 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 Wayne's world where they're going through the drive-through and trying to trying to fuck with the uh, drive-through operator <laughs> and getting a lot of it. <laughs> so thanks, right. Jay. It's that was a fun game to watch, and yeah, we didn't miss Cameron at all, did we? You know, fuck him. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- look, thanks. It's always good fun. All right, and thanks to everyone for listening. Hopefully you are actually listening, and if you're not, well, can't do much about it, but plead and beg. Um, we're not on iTunes still. They continue to hate us, but maybe one day we'll get on there. Apparently it's supposed to be like a two-week wait or something to to get on there initially but it's been over two weeks hurry the fuck up alright we'll catch you all next week enjoy the long weekend who thought the sequel would be just as good as the original have we ever spent two hours at the MCG like this before is that the grand final Sydney are premiers the best team of the modern era Shade from the boundary needs to be in perfect.